0: Welcome to Taking It Personally, the podcast for heart-led entrepreneurs who have a message to share through their business to positively impact the world. I'm Elle Turner, writer, business mindset mentor, mother and lifelong learner who wants to show you that when business is personal, that's when it can really make a difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you and in the wider world. I'm on a heart-led mission to harness the power of thought leadership, mindset and personal growth. To help you express your heartfelt, soul-led message with confidence to the world and grow your own impactful business. So whether you're a coach, a consultant, an author, a speaker or in any other business, if you have a message to share and a positive impact to make, then here's my number one tip. Join me on this podcast every week and let's find out what we can do by taking it personally. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast where we talk about all things entrepreneurial leadership and mindset so that you can grow your heart-led, impact-driven business and live the life that resonates with you, that is in harmony with you at a heart and soul level. Well, Hey there, how are you today? It's Elle here from LTurner.me, delighted to be back with you again for another episode of Taking It Personally. Today, let's just dive right in because I want to talk with you about mindset and some common myths or criticisms of mindset that might be affecting the way that you think about mindset work and its usefulness for your business. The reason I'm bringing this to you today is that there's no question in my mind that doing mindset work is important as a business owner. No question at all. You may have heard me say before that I feel I learned that the hard way when I started out in online business a few years ago. I thought, well, that sounds nice. I'll get into that when I've figured everything else out. But also because there's a way to look at mindset work within a business context and as a business activity that underlines or increases its value. And I'll explain what I mean about that in a minute. What I've seen in the online space and another reason that I want to talk with you about this today is that obviously mindset work is viewed in different ways, but I see it criticised as ineffective when people are talking about it in a context that it's not meant to be used for. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that too in a second. If you've listened to Taking It Personally regularly, you might have heard me talk about how I think some differences of opinion in the online space in terms of Do this to skyrocket your business. No, do this to skyrocket your business. No, do this instead. All these differing viewpoints that can leave us confused, not knowing who to listen to for the best, can just be down to each individual's interpretation of what different terms in the online space mean. You know, everybody might be right in their own way, but it sounds like different advice just because different people are interpreting the same word in a different way. My overall point with this is that, you know that phrase about judging a fish by its ability to ride a bicycle or climb a tree and it's going to think it's stupid instead of judging it by its ability to swim. I feel that happens with mindset or mindset work as terms too. So I want to be clear with you today how I define it, why I believe and know from my own experience over the years in the online space that mindset work does actually work, how I think about it and the context in which I use it and include it as an entrepreneurial leadership development tool. And I also want to speak with you about when I think it's not the right approach, so that you know what you're getting from me. When I talk about mindset and mindset work, you know what you're getting from me in my programmes, both free and paid, and you can therefore judge whether it's what you need or want or not. And I'm also going to talk about what I think mindset work isn't in the context of building a business mindset as part of building a business owner. And let's do so by busting some myths, because I think that's the easiest way to illustrate it. Myth number one, mindset work tells you what to think. If that were the case, I wouldn't be up for it either. To me, mindset work doesn't tell you what to think. It's a way of thinking that you decide upon. And in the context of business, it's a way of thinking that you decide upon that supports the action you need to take in your business in order to achieve your business goals. So, for example, you get to decide whether everything is working for you or against you. You get to decide if your business challenges are opportunities to embrace or obstacles to fall over. You get to decide whether you're going to subscribe to the idea that if you get visible and share your message, people are going to judge you and ridicule you. Or you get to subscribe to the idea that if you get visible and share your message, someone somewhere is going to benefit and therefore it's worth it. Deciding everything's working for you, that challenges are opportunities to embrace and that sharing your message will be worth it, even if only one person benefits. Actively adopting those ways of thinking is more supportive of action taking. And my stance on mindset work in a business context is that it's work that invites you to look at the way you approach your business how you think about what happens or doesn't happen in it and enables you to cultivate, manage and maintain a mindset, also known as an approach or a way of thinking that is supportive of positive progressive action. The shortcut to that positive way of thinking is affirmations, for example, but I see them as part of the maintenance phase and that there's work to do beforehand in relation to reframing the thoughts that aren't supporting you in taking action in your business and also what you can get on board with. It's not about brainwashing yourself with positive statements even though depending on the circumstances and that's the the crucial phrase depending on the circumstances there is some benefit and boost of motivation in positive statements. Myth number two, mindset work is an airy-fairy nice to do activity that I don't have time for. I get this, especially because the outputs from mindset work are intangible insofar as it's a way of thinking that enables you to approach action with sustainable and positive energy. That's an intangible outcome. Mindset work helps you think more clearly, it helps you trust your decisions, but that feels a bit woolly too. However, you can trace a line from mindset work to a tangible outcome. For example, Mindset work helps you think more clearly. Therefore, you make a decision rather than faffing around in analysis paralysis. You trust yourself to take action on that decision and you have sustainable and positive energy that allows you to see that decision through until it produces results you can objectively evaluate. Without the mindset work, you could trip over any part of that chain, Maybe you don't want to make a decision at all, or if you do, you keep wondering if you could have made a better decision, so you stall on taking action. Or if you do take action, you're half-hearted about it, or maybe you easily change course when you see someone else in the online space doing something differently. And because of all the indecision and looking at everyone else, you're tiring yourself out with internal conflict, so you reduce your ability to have the stamina to see strategies through until they produce results you can objectively evaluate. It's the mindset work that leads you through the chain of events to the tangible outcome. It's the mindset work that helps you keep the faith as you walk your business path. And that's a crucial part of business leadership and not airy-fairy at all. Myth number three, mindset work is all about thinking positively. For some people, that positivity is toxic. Now, I understand this too, and I believe that there are times when what's billed as mindset work can look like this. It goes back to the idea that mindset work is just about slapping affirmations on the top of fears or forcing yourself to believe things that you just don't think. I hope you'll have heard from what I've said already in today's episode that I don't believe that to be what mindset work is, and it's certainly not the way that I operate it. Having said that, I think it can be called out as toxic positivity when mindset work isn't the solution to the problem that you have or the issue that you're facing. And that's when I think it's incumbent upon mindset coaches and mentors and teachers and content creators to be aware of their scope of practice and to be clear about the context in which they're suggesting mindset work be used. Mindset work isn't a trauma treatment, for example. It's not an alternative to seeking medical or other professional advice. And it's the provider's work to be clear on their scope of practice. I've always said that I've got no medical qualifications or background and that none of my work should be used as an alternative to seeking the treatment you need. And it's for others not to seek to use mindset work as a band-aid to avoid having to seek out the right and properly guided solution for them. Because that could render mindset work toxic, certainly not the help that's needed. But I don't think true mindset work, and certainly mindset work in the way that I've described it and operate it in my business... I don't think that has anything to do with toxic positivity. As I've said, I think that happens when mindset work is offered or used for the wrong reasons. So my strong appeal to you is if you're a coach, a mentor or similar in the helping professions, my strong appeal to you is to know your scope of practice, communicate that and don't overstep the boundaries in your practice. And my appeal to those hiring coaches, mentors or similar is to be clear about why you're hiring them, what you're expecting them to be able to help you with and do your due diligence to check if they have the requisite qualification skills and or experience according to what you need and in some cases, what's legally required. You know, a doctor might be able to cut your grass without doing any damage, but a gardener's not going to be the one that you ask to do your brain surgery. Similarly, a therapist who has their own successful business might be able to help you as a business coach, but a business coach is not the person to help you overcome trauma, for example, unless they're also properly qualified, experienced and licensed to work in that area. Does that make sense? So what do you think about my take on these mindset myths? Have mindset myths affected the way that you've thought about mindset work and therefore your ability to use mindset work to help you in your business? How do you define mindset work and what do you do as mindset work? I would love to know. So as ever, email me l at lturner.me or DM me on Instagram. I'm at lturner underscore writer. Business mindset work is a component of entrepreneurial leadership development work. It's a component of building the business owner who builds the business. So, if you're ready to do this work for you, for your business, and for its growth, have a look at my Build the Business Owner Hybrid Program. You'll find a link to more details in the podcast description. Build the Business Owner. The program is part online course and part one-to-one support from me and. I think it's the best way to dive into your entrepreneurial leadership development, guided by the knowledge and experience of someone who has not only been in the online business space for more than six years, but spent the preceding 20 or so in a job where it's clear how important leadership is in business and how important a leadership mindset is for a business leader, which you are if you own a business, even if you're a solopreneur. I don't like blowing my own trumpet in the overt way. It's sometimes done in the online space, but I will say this. I do know my stuff and I do want you to have quality training and support. So check out the Build the Business Owner hybrid program. And if it sounds interesting to you, book a no obligation, no pressure call so that we can chat about whether it's the right next step for you and your business. That way you can do your due diligence on me too and judge if I'm the right person for you. So there's a link in the podcast description for that, like I said. And just before I go, if you've enjoyed today's episode of Taking It Personally and got some value from it, could I ask you to consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts? That will help us so much to increase our reach, which I would love to do, because I really do believe it's people like you growing their own business and then leveraging it for good who will make the world a better place. And therefore, the more heart-led, impact-driven entrepreneurs that we can connect with, the better. So if you think Taking It Personally is worth a great review, Thank you so much if you have a minute to leave one. I'll speak with you again next week on the podcast, but until then, enjoy your business. Bye for now. Thank you for taking it personally and spending this time with me to talk all things business mindset and entrepreneurial leadership. I so appreciate your desire to have this conversation and join me on my truly heart-led mission. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you and your success always. So join me next time to talk about what we can do by taking it personally.